ASBY Sonoma. The following show is brought to you today by El Segundo Tuna. It's not always the best tuna, but it's the best tuna that you can get on the East Coast, North Coast, and the West Coast. Remember that El Segundo Tuna is freshly fished out of the beautiful Pacific Ocean off the coast of sunny El Segundo, California. My money's on El Segundo Tuna because it comes in a pouch or a can. And from every pouch to every can, it can do, see? So remember, run out today and buy yourself some El Segundo Tuna. It's always delicious. As time goes by, it's a beautiful tuna. It comes from where the sewer meets the sea. El Segundo Tuna is for you and me and baby. Excuse me. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and have a few beers together and listen to the music. Welcome once again to Jeff's Joint. The doors are open, and we are here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY 91.3 FM. I am Jeff Gilbert, and welcome you, and thank you for tuning in to our little soiree here in the 
beautiful studios of KSVY here in downtown Sonoma. And the password, as always, is Swordfish. We opened up with a sunny disposition from 1935 from a radio transcription from World Transcription Services. Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra, the first orchestra that was a co-op, that started back in the 1920s as the Orange Blossoms, and as it went along, they became the Casaloma Band that backed up Mr. Glenn Gray. And he was a great saxophone player and clarinetist in his own right, and wrote a few tunes along the way as well. But what a wonderful band leader he was. And today's show is dedicated to Mr. Joe DiPietro, because we want him to recover very soon so we can uh, get together and play more 78s. Uh, this is uh, Jeff's Joint and will be for two hours, and we are going to salute Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. And at 11.30, we'll go back to the golden age of radio for a Jack Benny show coming live from the Hollywood Canteen on Sunset Boulevard back in 1944 on February 27th, a Sunday night like no other. And it is Monday, and we're glad to be here with you, and we hope you'll stay with us for the next two hours in our salute to the great band leader Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra, starting off with Clementine from New Orleans with Mr. Pee Wee Hunt. The kind that can hypnotize And when she rolls them, pal Kiss your gal goodbye And oh, oh, oh When she starts dancing She plays the mean castanet You won't forget I mean Down in that Creole town A wonderful gal's around But none like Clementine From New Orleans
Rogers and Hart's Blue Room, right here on KSVY. You're listening to Jeff's Joint. We're saluting Glenn Gray and the Castellomo Orchestra. We also heard Chinatown, My Chinatown, and we opened up with Pee Wee Hunt vocally on Clementine, that baby from New Orleans, recorded in New York uh, in the world. Uh, broadcasting system studios that made transcriptions for radio stations across the country in July of 1939, and the others were from 1935 in the World uh, Transcription Studios. Here's one that was written way back in 1929 by a great songwriting team, Nacio Herb Brown and Mr. Arthur Freed, who became a metro golden Mare legend. Should I reveal exactly how I feel? A tune that was written for the movie Lord Byron of Broadway, a long-forgotten movie, but a great song that will live on forever. Here's Glenn Gray and the band. Thank you. 
Riverboat Shuffle from 1939. Hoagie Carmichael wrote that tune along with Irving Mills, and that was Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. And before that, we heard Walkin' the Dog, and we opened up with Should I, written by Natio Herb Brown and Arthur Freed way back in 1929, being done there in 1935 in the World Transcription Studios. The Decker recording we just heard of Riverboat Shuffle came from an album that Hoagie Carmichael did for Decca in 1939, one of the first great albums that came out by Decca, and it was a salute to Hoagie Carmichael with guest stars Louis Armstrong and a few others as well, So, and Mr. Hoagie Carmichael himself. And here he is with Glenn Gray and the boys with a tune that he co-wrote with Stanley Adams that was a big hit in 1939, or 1938 rather, but it was recorded in 39. Here it is, Little Old Lady Passing By. Your charming manner, sweet and shy, little old bonnet set in place, and a smile on your face. You're a perfect picture in your lavender and lace. A little bit of business here, a little bit of business there. Bet that you've been window shopping all around the square. Little old lady, time for tea. Here's a kiss, two or three. You're just like that little old lady I hold dear to me. Thank you. 
rocking chair's got me. Old rocking chair got your father. My cane is by my side. And your cane by your side. Fetch me that gym, son. I ain't got no gym father. I'm gonna tan your hide now. You're gonna tan my hide. I can't leave this cabin. What cabin joking, father? I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, Walt. Just let me here grabbing. Grabbing? Grabbing at the flies round this rocking chair. Rocking chair, Lord. My dear old Aunt Harriet. Aunt Harriet. How long in heaven she be? Heaven she be, baby's old Lord. In that sweet chariot. Oh, chariot. For the end of the troubles I see. My sweet cherry. Old rocking chair gets it, son. Old rocking chair get it, father. Judgment day is near. And judgment day is here. And I'm chained. Chained to my rocking chair. In the DECA studios in Hollywood, California in 1939, Glenn Gray and his orchestra backing up none other than Louis Armstrong and Mr. Pee Wee Hunt, who came out of the trombone section to do the vocal with Louis on Hoagie Carmichael's Rockin' Chair. And we heard Hoagie Carmichael vocally from 1939, same situation, Little Old Lady, but that was Maury McEachern on the trombone, one of the great trombonists in the great band of Glenn Gray's. Maury McEachern, Billy Roush, and uh, Sonny Dunham. There you were. Or Pee Wee Hunt, excuse me. Sonny Dunham was a trumpet player alongside Grady Watts. This is KSVY. It's 11.30, and we're going back now to the golden age of radio. And we bring to you today another Jack Benny program from February 27th, 1944, a Sunday night back from the past, coming to you live from that great place, the Hollywood Canteen. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more Glenn Gray right here in Jeff's Joint, 
and we'll hope you stay with us right here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY 91.3 FM. KSVY Sonoma. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed from its earlier release for presentation at this more convenient hour. gentlemen, tonight we're broadcasting from the world-famous Hollywood Canteen. Yes, the Hollywood Canteen, where hundreds of thousands of servicemen come to see stars like Dorothy L'Amour, Betty Grable, and Lana Turner. That's right. So, without further ado, we bring you a man dressed in a sarong, showing his legs, and wearing a sweater, Jack Benny! Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I hate those corny introductions. You don't have to make up a lot of silly things just to be funny. But Jack, I didn't make anything up. For one thing, you are wearing a sweater. So what? I'm cold. (laughs) I've got just as much right to be cold as Lana Turner. (laughs) Besides, when I take the trouble to knit something, I'm not going to throw it away. Anyway, I'm not trying to look like a glamour girl. Oh, hello, Phil. Hello, Don. Hiya, fellas. Gee, it's great to be here in the camp. Hey, hey. I mean... Hiya, Phil. Hello, Dorothy. Yes, sir, fellas. It's wonderful to be right here in the camp tonight. Phil, stop calling me Dorothy. Oh, it's you, Jackson. I'm sorry. That sarong had me fooled. I... Phil, this is not a sarong. I've been making sandwiches in the kitchen, and I'm wearing an apron. An apron? Then how come you got it pinned up over one hip with a rose? <laughs> Where? Oh. Oh, well, I didn't put it there. When I came here, that rose was in my lapel. Then what's it doing down on your hip? It's a rambling rose, and shut up. (laughs) Anyway, we're here to entertain the boys, so let's get started. Yeah, and say, Jackson, you want to know what's happening tonight? What? Well, Alice is letting our baby daughter listen to the program for the first time. And, gee, I'd like to say a few words to her. Well, go ahead, Phil. Okay. Hello, my little bitty tootsie bowl. <laughs> this is your great big dowdy talking. And your great big dowdy is going to come home soon, and then a little lampy wampy can pull your little arms around him and give him a great, great big kiss. <laughs> oh, that. That was cute, Phil. Thanks, Jackson. Now I'd like to say something to the baby. <laughs> Phil, I thought you were talking to the baby. Listen, Jackson, if I ever talked that way to my kid, she'd hide my cornbread. <laughs> well, I wouldn't blame her. By the way, Phil, fine ad lib line, hide that cornbread. <laughs> Phil, how old, uh, how old is your kid now? Oh, she's, uh, well, uh, let me see now. Well, she was born in February 1942, and this is February 1944, so, um, well, now, let's see. There's 19, um... <laughs> It's 1942, mm-hmm. 1944. Uh-huh. You got a pencil, Jackson? 
Yes, Phil, but this one won't do you any good. There's no eraser on it. <laughs> anyway, here. But, Phil, the answer's very obvious. If your baby was born in February 1942... And it's now February 1944. She must be two years old. How do you know? It ain't your kid. <laughs> Wait a minute, Don. I'll make it easier for him. Look, Phil, how many candles did you put on your baby's birthday cake? Sixty-three. <laughs> you put sixty-three candles on your kid's cake? Why not? I can afford it. <laughs> oh, yes. Alice is working. <laughs> Well, I don't care whether you can... At least my ad-lib gets something, you know. Well, I don't care. I don't care whether you can afford it or not. Your kid was born in February 1942. This is 1944. She must be two years old. All right, so she was born in 42. 42, 43, 44. She's three years old. My Phil, she's two years old. I say she's three. I don't know how old my own kid is. Answer the phone, Don. Give me that pencil, Phil. I'll show you. Hello? Yes. Yes, he's here. For you, Phil. Okay. Hello. What? Oh. Are you sure? Okay, honey. Goodbye. You're right, Jackson. The kid is two years old. Who was that, Alice? No, the kid. <laughs> well, I'm glad she straightened you out. We come to the Hollywood canteen to do a program, waste half of it by... Hello, Jack. Well, how's the show going? Oh, hello, Mary. I was trying to find you. Where were you? You're all out of breath. Your hair is mussed up. Look at your shoes. What happened? I was jitterbugging with a soldier in the middle of Vine Street. In the middle of Vine Street? Mary, if you're going to jitterbug with a soldier, you should do it right here at the canteen. Where do you think we started? <laughs> oh. Oh, you mean someone opened the door while you were dancing? What door? We just went da-da-da-da-da, and we were out in the street. <laughs> Most of these boys here are in such a hurry. They like to dance with a girl and see the town at the same time. Well, it wasn't so bad when there were just the two of us dancing down the street, but before I knew it, we picked up 12 more soldiers, 17 sailors, 9 Marines, and 2 civilians. Two civilians? Yeah, with that mob hanging on me, they thought I was the Sunset Bus. <laughs> Mary, you certainly are having a lot of fun today, aren't you? Yeah. You know, Jack, I like to dance with servicemen, but the way they grip you, oh, brother. Grip you? Jack, they hold on to a girl tighter than you hang on to a dime. Mary, I don't hang on to dimes. You don't, huh? Every time you open your coin purse, a little sign comes out and says, uh, 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 uh. That's the name of the manufacturer. Uh, 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 Smith. <laughs> And son. Anyway, Mary, forget about me and think about the boys here at the canteen. You promised to help serve sandwiches. Oh, you're right, Jack. I better go out in the kitchen and see how my maid Butterfly's doing. She's helping out, too, you know. Okay, Mary, I'll see you later. My heart tells me this is just a fling. Though you say our love means everything. Oh, Butterfly, Butterfly. Yes, Miss Livingston? Uh, Butterfly, how are you getting along with the food? Oh, fine. But the radishes keep disagreeing with me. 
I don't mean that. Tell me, how do you like working here at the Hollywood Canteen? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, Miss Livingston, last week when I was working in the kitchen, Hetty Lamar was there, too. Hetty Lamar? Well, that was nice. Yes. And you want to know something? I think you're much prettier than she is. <laughs> now, now, Butterfly, if you were working for Miss Lamar, would you still say that I'm prettier than she is? <laughs> oh, Miss Livingston. <laughs> You see right through me, don't you? <laughs> well, flattery is nice, but you shouldn't overdo it. By the way, uh, wasn't your soldier boyfriend supposed to come here to the canteen today? Yes, ma'am. But Jerome Coleman told me he couldn't get away from camp because they liked him there and gave him a special award. A special award? Yes. KP. <laughs> but, Butterfly, that's no special award. KP means kitchen police. Oh, I thought it meant Captain's pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't. How could they possibly give an award for... Oh, there's the introduction for Dennis Day's song. Let's open the door so we can hear it. Deep in Shadowland I drifted through the night that used to be oh, But now the veil is lifted And I see Oh, heaven One high in the Never dreamed to kiss an angel, but darling, here you are in an overcoat of moonbeams, often with a star. I'm thrilled to high heaven, just feeling your touch. lips are making memories, this moment is divine to heaven, and both of them are mine. When I feel your touch, my heaven. I love you so much And while our lips are making memories This moment is
one sung by Dennis Day for the first time on the air. And Dennis, you sang that beautifully. I don't think so. You don't? No, I sing and I sing, and the only one that swoons is me. <laughs> well, kid, you certainly are frank. I wish I was. <laughs> I don't mean him. Now, look, kid... After our show tonight, I want you to go home and pack because we're going up north to do some camp shows. Up north? Yep. Oh, boy, are we going as far as San Diego? <laughs> Dennis, San Diego is south of here. That was before the rain. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. I agree with everything. Well, anyway, Dennis, be sure to pack tonight. Because we're going to leave tomorrow, and our next broadcast will come from the Army Air Base at Lemoore. Okay. Oh, say, Mr. Benny, do you mind if I take my mother with me? Your mother? I don't even want her to come down to the station. Every time I get near that woman, we wind up in an argument. Well, you don't know how to handle my mother. Why don't you do what my father did? What did he do? He killed himself. <laughs> Dennis, I met your father on Wilshire Boulevard this morning. Doesn't he look awful? Now stop with that silly talk and tell your mother to stay home Say, Jackson, when we go up to San Francisco, what am I going to do about the band? You know, they're working here in Hollywood Phil, just tell them to play a little louder and we're all set <laughs> You know, don't worry, we'll hear them Ah, Jackson, you're always complaining about my boys being too loud They don't play loud at all They don't, eh? No Phil, last summer you were playing here in Los Angeles while I was in Cairo, Egypt and when one of your boys stood up and played his flute, three snakes stuck their heads out of a basket and spit at me. <laughs> Play loud. And now, fellas... Oh, say, Jack. Yes, Don? I meant to ask you, speaking of Cairo, are grape nuts and grape nuts flakes as popular in Egypt as they are here? What did you say, Don? <laughs> I said, are grape nuts and grape nuts flakes as popular in Egypt as they are here? Popular? Let me tell you a story, Don. Come closer. This may be interesting. Very interesting. I was crossing the Sahara Desert on a camel, and the sun, the merciless, unrelenting African sun, was beating down, scorching the desert sand. When out of this burning vastness, a figure came staggering toward me, weak from exhaustion and starvation. As I jumped down off my camel, this man, this stranger, this wanderer, crawled up to me and sobbing hysterically, he cried, Food! Give me food! I'm starving, I tell you, starving! <laughs> save me! Oh, save me! I'm dying! I gazed at this pathetic figure. <laughs> with pity in my heart. And then I reached into my knapsack and took out two boxes. One grape nut, the other grape nut flakes. His eyes lit up with anticipation. And again he screamed, Food! Food at last! I'm saved! <laughs> saved! So I said... <laughs> Here, my good man, which will you have, grape nuts or grape nut flakes? For the next three days, he couldn't decide. <laughs> So in trying to help him reach a decision, I said, listen, my friend, grape nuts are a malty rich, sweet as a nut cereal, 
with whole grain nourishment. Yes, 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 I know. While grape nuts flakes are a multi-rich, sweet as a nut cereal with whole grain nourishment. So he looked up at me and said, I like them both, I tell you. Both. I don't know which to eat. Oh, save me. <laughs> Help me decide. So I said, take them both, my good man. They're not rations. <laughs> so he took them down and he ate them both. Grape nuts and grape nuts flakes. Not even noticing there wasn't any sugar and cream. And when he got through, he was so happy and so grateful to me for saving his life. He threw himself on the ground in front of me and said, My, what big feet. Jack, Jack, is that story you told me the truth? Did that actually happen? Yes, Don, it happened exactly four times. With the same man? No, he was busy one night. We had to get another actor. Anyway, the story is the truth. That's right, Don. I was there with Jack when it happened. Well, hello, Larry. Well, look who's here. Larry Adler. Larry, what are you doing at the Hollywood Canteen? Oh, I drop around here quite frequently. So do I. I generally bring my violin and play for the boys. Well, one thing, Jack, you know your constitutional rights. Larry, after a crack like that, you ought to do something to redeem yourself. How about playing a number on your harmonica for the boys? Begin the begin. What do you say,
was Begin the Begin, played by Larry Adler, the world's greatest harmonica player. Oh, now, Jack. You know, Larry, I wish I could play an instrument that you could blow like a harmonica or a clarinet or something. You shouldn't have tried it with your violin, Jack. Now, what do you mean? Well, I saw a picture of you and Larry in North Africa, and you had your violin in your mouth. Yeah? Mary, that picture was taken just as the boys were shoving it down his throat. Oh, yes, I recall that. Say, Jack. Yes, yes, Don, with sugar and cream. Yes, yes. And now, fellas. Oh, say, Mary. <laughs> he don't care as long as he's got sugar and cream on it. That's all. <laughs> fellas, Mary, uh, how, uh, Mary, how's the, how's the food coming along? Well, Butterfly's finished making the sandwiches. Gosh, I wonder if the lemonade is ready. Oh, Rochester. Rochester. He never hears me. Phil, give me a pair of dice, will you? Thanks. Who's doing it? How much and what's the point? Rochester. <laughs> he went right down on his face, folks. Rochester, where were you when I rattled those dice? In Pomona. <laughs> Way out in Pomona? Yes, boss. I'd have been here sooner, but I came in on my knees. <laughs> well, get up off your knees. People will think you're Al Jolson. Al Jolson? After it rains, I'm still Rochester. Who's he? <laughs> well, get up. You're supposed to be in the kitchen mixing some punch. Well, boss, as long as I'm here, I'd like to help entertain the boys. I rehearsed the song. Well, that's a nice gesture, Rochester, but you can't sing. Who can't sing? You just don't appreciate my soft, tender voice. Soft, soft, tender voice? Yeah, in my part of town, they call me the sentimental fellow with the mellow bellow. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Really, boss, I used to sing with the whole Johnson Choir. What happened? Johnson threw me out in the hall. <laughs> and how do you expect to sing here? I've been practicing. I, I got a trained voice. Listen. Wait, do you call that a trained voice? Yes. Sounds like it was trained with a whip and a chair. <laughs> anyway, Roger, I'm not going to argue with you any longer. Now, you can't sing here. Now, wait a minute, Jack. This is the Hollywood canteen. If he wants to sing, let him sing. Oh, hello, Eddie. Oh, my... Rochester and sing. Now, wait a minute, Candor. If he sings, I won't have time to play my violin. Play your violin? Yes, I don't mind doing comedy and jokes and everything, but to me, music brings out the real Benny. Anybody who hasn't got an answer to that is stupid. <laughs> Mary, keep out of it. No kidding, Eddie. Don't you think that I have the poise of a great violinist? Well, kid? Jack, remember two weeks ago when I came to your birthday party and you played Love and Bloom? Yes. Let me tell you something, Jack. When you lifted your violin and placed it under your chin, that was true. But to me, 
music brings out the real Benny. Anybody who hasn't got an answer to that is stupid. <laughs> Mary, keep out of it. No kidding, Eddie. Don't you think that I have the poise of a great violinist? Well, Jack, yes. remember two weeks ago when I came to your birthday party and you played Love and Bloom? Yes. Let me tell you something, Jack. When you lifted your violin and placed it under your chin, that was true artistry. Uh-huh. And when you finished and took it from under your chin, well, Heifetz couldn't have done better. Thanks, Eddie. But, brother, that stuff in between must be a new secret weapon. <laughs> oh, what do you know about music? You're just jealous because I've been in show business longer than you have. How could you have been in show business longer than I have? I'm older than you. You're older than me? Are you kidding? I'm older than you. What are you talking about? I'm much older than you. I'm 39. <laughs> 39? Well, I'm... Oh, are you as old as that, Eddie? <laughs> Gee, I didn't know that, kid. <laughs> well, I did exaggerate a little. <laughs> I'm 37. Even at that, I'll have to admit, I'm a year younger. Well, answer the phone, Phil. Okay. Hello? Yes? Okay, I'll tell him. Who was that, Phil? My baby. She wants you two kids to come over and play with her. <laughs> well, what do you know? Shall we bring our rattles? Yeah, let's. With your bones, you won't need any. <laughs> oh, yes. Come on, Eddie. Let's go. sure had a lot of fun here at the canteen, and Larry Adler, thanks a lot for joining us. You're welcome, Jack. It was swell. And Eddie, it was nice of you to drop over, too. Uh, say, Jack, do you mind if I say a word? No, 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 not at all. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to listen to my program next Wednesday night when I have a most important announcement to make. Somewhere, there is a man in uniform who will be $5,000 richer when he returns from the war. You, his mother, his father, sister, brother, wife, sweetheart, or friend can help him get that $5,000. For complete information, listen to my program over the same station next Wednesday night. Goodbye. Well, this has been rather a musical program, wouldn't you say, Mary, with Dennis singing and Larry Adler's fine harmonica solo? It's too bad Jack didn't play his violin. Well, to tell you the truth, Don, I know why Jack didn't play his violin tonight. Oh, why, Mary? Well, he didn't take time this morning to eat a good breakfast. Well, Mary, do you mean if Jack had eaten a good breakfast, he could have played his violin? No, but at least he'd have the strength to hold it. Well, I think you're right, Mary, and my idea of a good breakfast is one that includes delicate, toasty brown grape nuts flakes with a crisp, distinctive texture and grand, sweet-as-a-nut flavor. And grape nuts flakes are a whole-grain cereal, so they bring you all-around bodybuilding nourishment. They're a thrifty buy in the big 12-ounce economy size package. So, friends, if you want to play the violin beautifully, start your day with delicious, nourishing grape nuts flakes. Eat a good breakfast, do a better job. And, fellows, we'll be with you next Sunday night broadcasting from the Army Air Base at Lemoore near Fresno, California. And to the Hollywood Canteen, thanks for inviting us to broadcast here today. Good night, folks.
Lawyers, bankers, all you women of society Forget your high position and away with all propriety Sing it like a birdie on a perch Like a congregation in a church show Sing something simple A little ditty that's sweet and simple You'll get the swing of it soon For here's a tune that any child can sing D stands for dimple The tune is silly, the song is simple But after hearing it once The dumbest dunce can memorize a thing me fa so la ti do you can't go wrong do ti la so fa mi re do a silly song lord knows it's simple so get together and let's be simple i don't know whether or not you knew they called this classic i love you
Welcome back to the second half of Jeff's Joint, right here on KSVY 91.3. As we end your afternoon, we begin your, or as we end your morning and begin your afternoon, we are saluting Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. That was Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra from 1939, recorded in the World Transcription Service Studios in New York. Sing something simple with trombonist Pee Wee Hunt on the vocal. And we are going to continue our salute to one of the great band leaders of the big band era, a tune that was written by Gene Gifford and Ned Washington, one of the prolific songwriters of that era. Mr. Ned Washington gave us When You Wish Upon a Star and numerous other hits. This is one of them right here, and it became the theme song of the band Smoke Rings from 
sweet as a song. You're as sweet as a song. For you possess all the warm tenderness of old lang syne. Sweet as a tune, serenade to the moon. You'll always be like the quaint harmony of sweet Adeline. Sweet as a song. You're as sweet as a song. You're a chorus of trees. You're a lovely reprise of "Kiss Me Again." Darling, when you're in my arms, nothing could ever go wrong. As long as you remain a haunting refrain, you're sweet as a song.
recorded in New York in the Decca Studios on December 16, 1941, nine days after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Written by Mr. Joseph Myro and Kim Gannon, Autumn Nocturne. Kim Gannon gave us a lot of great tunes like Moonlight Cocktail and a lot of others. That was uh, Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. And we heard Sweet as a Song, a tune that was introduced back in 1938 on the 20th Century Fox lot in a film that was called Sally, Irene, and Mary that starred Alice Faye, Joan Davis, and Marjorie Weaver. And that tune was introduced in the film by Oakland native Mr. Tony Martin. Sweet as a Song, Kenny Sargent vocally, who was the band's treasurer. The band was a co-op, the Casaloma Band, and every member of the band held stock in that orchestra. And reap the benefits of that great band. What a great band they were and a great organization. And we heard the theme song written back in 1937, Smoke Rings, and recorded in 1939 in Los Angeles in the studios of Decca. Gene Gifford and Ned Washington wrote that great tune. Well, here's three by the trombonist. What a great trombone section uh, the Glenn Gray Orchestra had. Maury McEachern, Billy Rausch, and Mr. Pee Wee Hunt. And we are about to have three tunes in a row by Pee Wee Hunt. These are the early years of the Glenn Gray Orchestra, a tune that was introduced in the 1935 film Sweet Music that starred Rudy Valley and Alan Jenkins and Ann Dvorak. Written by Arlie Wobble and Mr. Mort Dixon, we go to the studios of Brunswick in the year of 1935 on January 9th. Fare thee well, Annabelle. Observation car looking for you in the dark, all in vain. I will send a telegram at every station. Fare thee well, Annabelle. If your family wants a bit of information, say that I am doing swell. And when I come back with a pocket full of jack, you'll have something grand to tell. 
Cause I'll take you on a honeymoon vacation Fare thee well, Annabelle downer, a holder outer, and I'm a giver inner, sad but true, I'm a sapper root too, taking it from a taker over like you, don't know where I'm at, -er. I'm just a this -er. then I'm a that -er. a taker on the chinner, my, 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 what a weaky am I, to love you as I do, just when I'm ready to stop, you hand me a drop, and everything is hunky-dory, and that's my story. Open your arms and I'm a snooze for your charm. You're a builder-upper, a breaker-downer, a holder-outer, and I'm a giver-inner. Sad but true, I love it, I do, being broken by a builder-upper like you.
cookie walking down the street. Looky, 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 call her cookie, cause she's sweet. Looky, 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 here comes cookie, what a lucky brave. Looky, 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 call her cookie, cause she takes a cake. When she's near, my lips say, oh, my heart says, ah, tra la la. When she kisses, oh, it's TNT for two. Looky, 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 here comes Cookie, gotta fix my tie. Just a little angel playing hooky from heaven on high, oh my, sweet as pumpkin pie. February 20th, 1935, recorded in the Decca Studios in New York. Looky, 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 here comes Cookie. Pee Wee Hunt vocally with Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. That was from a film back in 1934 that was released late in 1934 that starred Burns and Allen, Love and Bloom, a Paramount effort that starred the great comedy duo of George Burns and Gracie Allen, and written by the great composer Mr. Mac Gordon, a solo effort on that one. And we also heard You're a Builder-Upper, a Breaker-Downer, and a Giver-Inner from September 24th, 1934 in New York in the Decca Studios. That came out of a little Broadway show called Life Begins at 8.30 that starred Burt Lahr, Ray Bolger, and the great Francis Williams. That was written by Ira Gershwin, Harold Arlen, and E.Y. Yip Harburg, who gave us Over the Rainbow. Recorded in New York. And we opened up with Fare Thee Well, Annabelle, from January of 1935, also in New York. Arlie Wobble and Mort Dixon's uh, great tune that came out of the Rudy Valley film Sweet Music back in 1935 on the Warner Brothers lot. Now we go to the man who was the treasurer of the orchestra, Mr. Kenny Sargent, who comes out of the sax section and does vocals every once in a while, and his great vocal was For You. That was his big hit. But we're not going to play that today. We're going to play you a few things you probably haven't heard before by Mr. Kenny Sargent. And here he is with a tune that was made famous by Buddy Rogers and his Californians. But this time, it's Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra in the Brunswick Studios, May 10th, 1932, in New York. Kenny Sargent vocally on Happy Go Lucky You and Broken Hearted Me. Thank <laughs> you. 
once broken a vow We used to be sweethearts, but what are we now? Happy-go-lucky you And broken-hearted me Man in the moon is as sad as can be He looks down from heaven and what does he see? Happy-go-lucky you And broken-hearted me You go to parties, you have your fling I hope you never regret You go to parties, you dance and sing I do the same to forget And when I look at a couple in love I watch them with envy and keep thinking of Happy-go-lucky you And broken-hearted me about the moonlight and roses wet with dew but I don't want to sing about the moonlight honey I want to sing about you I could sing a song about the June night like the others do but I don't want to sing about the June night honey I want to sing about you 
Cause you've got lips, oh what lips, just the kind of lips I prize. And you've got oh, 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 I see it in your eyes. So take away the roses and the moonlight and the June night too. Cause I don't want to sing about the moonlight, honey, I want to sing about you.
from 1933, August 25th, recorded in the Brunswick Studios in New York. That was, of course, Kenny Sargent, the saxophone player and vocalist with the Glenn Gray and the Casanova Orchestra. That was My Love, written by Ned Washington and Mr. Joe Young. And we also heard I Want to Sing About You, written in uh, 1931, recorded in May of 1931 in the Brunswick Studios in New York, a tune written by a couple of songwriters that I just love, Dave Dreyer and Cliff Friend. And we opened up with Happy Go Lucky You and Broken Hearted Me from 1932, all three by vocalist Kenny Gardner. Uh, Kenny Sargent, excuse me, Kenny Gardner is in the Guy Lombardo band. Too many Kennys. Anyway, this is Jeff's Joint on KSVY with our salute to Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. Here's a big hit for Glenn Gray, part one and part two from a DECA session in 1940 in New York. Larry Wagner wrote the tune and arranged it for the Glenn Gray Casaloma Orchestra. Here it is, the no-name jive.
no-name jive, Larry Wagner, the arranger and the writer of that, Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra from 1940, in the DECA Studios, Parts 1 and Parts 2. There you have it, right there. Let's hear it for that great uh, rhythm section. Jack Blanchett on the guitar, Stan Dennis on the bass, and Tony Bergilla on the drums. No Name Jive. Here's a tune that was written by a band leader who became a band leader later on, and he's uncredited on this recording because he wrote the tune and Glenn Gray wanted him to be in the studio to play the piano, and he did it without any credit. From 1939 in the DECA Studios in Hollywood, California, the man who worked with Horace Height in his musical nights for quite some time, Mr. Frankie Carl, wrote this tune, and this is the first recording of it, and then Glenn Miller got a hold of it, and it became a big hit. But here it is with Frankie Carl on the piano, his own composition, The Sunrise Serenade.
from 1939, Sunrise Serenade, featuring Frankie Carl on the piano, who is uncredited on that. But for sure, that was Frankie Carl, the composer of Sunrise Serenade. He also wrote another tune in February of 1940, a little thing called A Lover's Concerto. This time, the pianist is the regular Glenn Gray uh, Casaloma Orchestra pianist, Mr. Howard Hall, A Lover's Concerto. Lover's Lullaby, written by Frankie Carl. That was Harold Hall on the piano from February 27, 1940, in the New York studios of Decca. 
This is Jeff's Joint, and we're getting ready to take off, and we'll be back again next Monday with more mirth and merriment right here in the studio off the main studios with the young old-timers, and we invite you to join us. Thanks for listening, as always, and we're going to close up with a few tunes here with Mr. Sonny Dunham on the trumpet, the first one, Memories of You, written by the great U.B. Blake and Andy Razif back in the early 1930s for a Broadway show, and this is from 1937, recorded in New York again in the Decca Studios, December 2nd, 1937. Memories of You featuring the great trumpet of Sonny Dunham.
beneath the stars, wrapped in the arms of sweet romance. The night is ours, under a blanket of Let me be thrilled by all your charms, darling. I know my heart will dance within your arms. A summer night's magic enthralling me so. The night would be tragic if you weren't here to share it, my dear. Covered with heaven above, let's dream a dream of love for two, wrapped in the arms of sweet romance, under a blanket of blue.
together in a million years Could there be another you? I would shed a million tears If ever we were through Never in a million moons Could you ever be surpassed And darling, for a million Junes, this love of ours will last. There would be no world for me if ever we would part. Where I go, your name will be right on the tip of my heart. For only once in every lifetime, Someone just like you appears Is there any greater glory Any greater thrill No, never in a million Kenny Sargent vocally on Never in a Million Years from March 30th, 1937 in the Decca Studios of New York, a tune that was written by Gordon and Revel for a film called Wake Up and Live that starred Walter Winchell, Ben Burney, Alice Faye, and the Phantom Troubadour himself in that film, Jack Haley, a great little film, and San Francisco native Walter Catlett's in that film as well. A great little film and a great little tune. We also heard Under a Blanket of Blue, also featuring Kenny Sargent coming out of the sax section doing a vocal for us there. And we opened up with trumpeter Sonny Dunham from December 3rd, 1937, with the UB Blake special, Memories of You. We hope you enjoyed our salute to Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra, one of the great big band leaders of all time. We'll be back again next week with more fun and more surprises right here in the studio off the main studios of KSVY. This is Jeff Gilbert, and I wish you a very happy day. Always remember to keep your sunny side up and do it with your pants on. Thanks for listening. Yowza! (laughs) 